Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Understanding the Misunderstood. Today I am joined by a lovely friend of mine named Ayanna, and she is such an incredible girl who is going to tell her story today. And this is part of the two-part series for the bipolar disorder episodes, and I'm super excited to have her here with us. So this is Ayanna Chang, and she is someone that I met through a Harvard pre-college program, and she is going to be telling us our story. So thank you for being with us. And just to kind of dive into it, um, I wanted to ask a few guiding questions to kind of get a conversation started. So um, if you would be comfortable speaking on what type of bipolar disorder you have and explaining a bit of your diagnosis and how that has played out for you. Yeah, so first of all, I'm so happy to be here um, and to be talking to you today. But so yeah, to get straight into it, I am, I have bipolar 2 disorder. However, my diagnosis is like a little bit complicated because my formal diagnosis is just a mood disorder, which like replicates bipolar disorder. So if you just think about mood disorders, the most common ones, depression, it just, the pattern is just like a straight, like down, right? It's just a straight, like just low mood. And that's what it's characterized by. But bipolar disorder is a mood disorder in which you have like really, really high highs and really low lows. And that is kind of what my behavior started to resemble. So that's why I was given that diagnosis. But because I'm 16, I'm not 18, I'm not like fully developed, my brain is not fully developed, they can't formally diagnose me with bipolar 2 disorder. Um, and that's not to say that no one can be diagnosed under the age of 18. Lots of people are. Like, I have a friend who is my age, and she's diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So it really, it's a case-by-case -case type thing. Um, so it just depends. But for me, that's the situation I'm in. Perfect. And I know bipolar disorder is one of these conditions that is very, very stigmatized, especially in media and kind of portrays people in such a negative light, which I think is so wrong and is part of something we're going to get into later about like misconceptions and things I definitely want you to talk about and debunk. Um, so I just wanted to ask, I guess, generally, um, growing up and where you are now, how has bipolar disorder affected your everyday life? What does it look like for you? when it gets really bad or when it's at kind of its lowest low or its highest high? And how do you personally deal with this condition? Yeah, so um, I was only diagnosed in, I think, November of 2022. So very recently. So I am actively learning new ways to kind of cope with this disorder. Um, but what it looks like for me is, and also, it's important to note that like I've really only seen symptoms in the past like two or three years so I can't really say what like triggered it I'm not sure um I honestly suspect that it just has something to do with um the amount of stress I was under at the time like that a lot of times does trigger things um and yeah I was also in a period of my life where I had recently quit gymnastics and Gymnastics is a really, really big part of my life. I was a competitive athlete my whole life. And that was kind of like the main thing. I focused all of my energy and like I was training up to five days a week, average like 20 hours a week. That was kind of the only thing I had to 
like the only thing I was able to put my energy into. And once I retired, I felt just like, I just had so much time on my hands, which I was not used to. And like, I don't know, my brain just kind of like ran its course, which it usually did not have time to do. And I feel like that's kind of another thing that triggered it. So um, with that being said, one thing that really does help me cope is gymnastics and I've joined again. So I'm once again competing because I felt like that was really something I needed in my life. Um, having something to put all your energy into is really, really important. I think especially with bipolar disorder and it it helps on both ends of the spectrum. When I'm in like a manic episode, I just I obviously have so much energy. It's like, like I could literally like go run a marathon. I feel like I'm just like bouncing off the walls. Like I just, it's really hard to just sit still and like, well, actually I probably physically would not be able to sit still when I was, when I'm like that. So being able to like go just like physically exhaust my body is kind of the thing I need, um, you know, so I don't go put my energy into something negative. And then on the other end, when I'm in a very, very depressed state and I don't even want to get out of bed, like if I didn't have something to actually get me out of bed, I probably would not get up. So, you know, it's really just, you need something to keep you in line. Like you, I need that kind of order in my life um, or else I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't think I'd be able to function properly. Um, so yeah, I already briefly talked about the like depressive and manic episodes and probably which you, you probably covered um, in defining bipolar disorder, like bipolar disorder one is the manic episodes, bipolar disorder two is hypomanic episodes. So when I say manic episodes, I'm referring to hypomanic episodes, not manic episodes, because I don't have bipolar disorder one. Um, but I might use the words interchangeably, just because I manic is shorter than hypomanic. Um, but anyways, so when I'm in my hypomanic episodes, it's just like, it's just very hard to function normally, because it's like mentally, it's a very weird, like in between kind of state because like I can feel, I feel like I can do a lot of things, but you don't do anything productive. Like I will just put all my energy into like the most random projects that I have, like I will not end up finishing. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's really weird. And coming out of it, you just look back and you're like, like, I don't know why I did any of those things. Um, you know, and it's really like, you're not yourself. Um, so that's kind of the hardest part of it, I would say. Um, and it's also really difficult to reflect and think about like, the fact that you've affected people in your life as well, then, you know, obviously, I feel like guilt about that. Um, and then being in my depressive episode, which they last a lot longer. Um, they usually they last at least a week. And can last months. Um, and yeah, those are just, it's just difficult to find motivation when you're like that. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that since depression is the most common um, mental health disorder. But yeah, it's, it really just is depression. Like you just can't um, find a reason to do anything. It's just very hard to, you know, find meaning in the things that you're doing. So yeah, it's just, and it's, like with bipolar disorder, the most difficult thing is just balancing those two extremes um, because neither are good ways to live. Like you're just constantly trying to find the in-between. So that's how it affects my everyday life, I would say.
Wow. I think what you said with trying to balance the, these two extremes to find the in-between, I feel like that's so, so brilliant, so brilliant, like such an incredible way to, I guess, define that for people who either struggle with it or, or don't, like a way to see in to what it's actually like is trying to find that middle ground and you can't find it because it's always extremes and like being stuck in these in these two places of um you know really really low lows and really high highs um that's a brilliant way to explain it and I've I've looked a lot into like how people describe it but I haven't heard something like that so thank you for that and I am just in awe of you and how you've kind of been able to take this and learn a lot from it and like use it as education for yourself and for others I think that's so important um and I guess one of the things that's really important that we cover is obviously misconceptions things that you've heard that people have approached you with and how you combat those things that are really really damaging to the way that the disorder is framed and it's you know misrepresented yeah, I'm so happy you brought this topic up. This is this is what I have like the most to say about. Um, something that is really important to understand if you're someone that doesn't have this disorder is that like everyone deals with it very, very differently. It's such like it's so specific to each individual. Um, and with that individuality also comes like the way that people think about it is very, very different. Like me personally i don't tell people that i'm bipolar not necessarily because like i'm you know ashamed about it or anything it's just because like i know myself and i know like what my what my what me having bipolar disorder entails but by telling other people it kind of just gives them freedom to just make up what they think the disorder is in their head and then they're putting that idea onto me and that's most of the time actually pretty much all the time not accurate so that's why I don't tell people because I don't have the time to sit down and like tell them you know about all my experiences and how it affects me and basically like what I'm doing now I don't have the time to with every person I tell so that's why I just I tend to not um, tell people but like I know a lot of other people that have bipolar disorder are very vocal about it and they're totally, they're very comfortable um, talking about it and telling people. And I can't really say why that is. Because, um, yeah, personally, I wouldn't be able to do that just because I feel like, you know, I don't want to be stereotyped or put into that type of box. And it's not um, your responsibility, too, like to tell yeah. people. And like, yeah. you shouldn't have to give a disclaimer, like, oh, disclaimer, I have this, like, if you want to yeah. stick around me. Like, people should be able to accept you no matter what. So I completely get that. Yeah, and it's hard because I think this goes for like a multitude of disorders. It's hard because you almost feel like you do have a responsibility to tell people that you're close to or really just anyone in your life that you have it because, you know, you do kind of feel like a liability to people a lot of the time. Um, so you feel like an obligation to tell them and just be like, yeah, like, you know, just in case this makes you not want to be around me anymore. But I think a really big part of like, and I'm just like, I'm saying this and this applies to a lot of different things. It's really important to just accept yourself and just accept that that's a part of you. And it's also something you have to disclaim because 
it's just who you are and it doesn't it shouldn't be a determining factor in whether or not someone wants to be around you because it's a part of who you are but it's not who you are like i'm not i'm not my disorder so me saying i have bipolar disorder it's i'm not it doesn't change who i am at all you know if someone knows me and they want to be friends with me before then it you know after i tell them it shouldn't have an effect and i've been very fortunate um the people in my life you know they really don't they really don't care like um and they tell me that like you know it doesn't define who i am and they understand that so i'm very lucky um to have people in my life who think like that a lot of other people do not and i recognize that um and some specific misconceptions i feel like the biggest one and that once again this is with a lot of different disorders is just like the idea of like oh this person's crazy like you know you think just because of the way um bipolar is dis displayed in media it really does paint people out to just be like crazy um and it always makes me really sad when um okay kanye at this point not a good example to use with everything he's been doing so i'm not saying like i support him um as a person so um i will reference him but like i'm gonna reference him in the past not what he's been doing recently but it's always made me really sad um to see you know people kind of like really just make fun of kanye and be like oh look at what he's doing like this is so funny because in reality that's just someone that needs a lot of help like that's just someone who's not like being treated correctly and that's why they're acting like that so it's really not like funny um and it's not and also like he has no control over it like he or very little control over it because he is not himself and you know i can really relate to that because um i feel like being in a manic episode you you know you feel like a heightened sense of self that's how it's described even in like the dsm it's like having like a heightened sense of self but realistically it's not like you're not yourself like you're definitely heightened but it's like you're definitely like something else um so that's kind of frustrating in itself um because you know i want to be the truest version of myself and that's what i want to um display to other people but you know obviously i just have my moments where i'm just not capable of that um but anyways what i was saying is yeah the base misconception is just like oh you know they're crazy um because yeah like when you are in a manic episode you're more likely to do very reckless things um and things that may seem crazy but once again you're not always like that um and also with proper treatment like that can totally be lessened like those reckless acts and like you know periods where you're not yourself will be lessened with treatment so you know it's very disheartening to kind of just be categorized as crazy and it makes you not want to like get help because you just feel like you're always going to be that way so i feel like that's one that's very damaging so absolutely and i think going along with that like people deeming you as like a, a force to be reckoned with like something that you can't control and that's out of control and I think like Kanye is a really good example because obviously with everything going on it's like not excusable for like the hate that's been produced but at the same time when you really think about it there's a person struggling and 
it's so difficult to see that like as an empath as someone who like has you know bipolar one or bipolar two disorder and it's it's very disheartening like you said to to know that people are just being treated like they are crazy like they're animals like in ways that we should never treat people and I think that you're absolutely right in saying that and that's a really good example to put forth because I think a lot of people forget sometimes that this is a person struggling with a disorder that is one of the most misunderstood out of all of them so thank you for speaking on that and I guess the last thing I wanted to kind of bring up is is there any advice that you have for anybody who might be struggling with bipolar disorder of any kind and something that you would say to them as a person who struggles with it yeah well obviously like i said i i myself am constantly just learning ways um to deal with this disorder in my day-to-day life um i would say like it's really important to get yourself on some type of schedule like you need like you need to be um held accountable really is the only way I can can describe it. Like that's what I do with gymnastics. Like it's something like you need that consistency in your life. That's, that's what I mean to say. You need like, that is the most important thing. You need a lot of consistency because like as a person, you like internally, you don't have any consistency and that is very frustrating. So, you know, if the only way you can get that is externally, then like do that. Like that's what it is. And that will honestly help a lot. I think that has helped me a lot because even in the beginning of this year, I was not, um, not beginning of this year because 2023, but beginning of like the school year, I was not in gymnastics. I joined the season late. I was not planning on rejoining, but I had just gotten to a point where like everything was just getting so bad. And I really felt like I did not have control over any anything. So that's why I really felt like, you know, this is what I need. Um, and like speaking to that also it's very important to know what you need um because everyone is different like i said the disorder is just it appears differently in each individual um so you really need to like take time for yourself and figure out what will help you for me it was you know my sport for other people it can even just be like you know consistently connecting with your friends or your family. Cause another thing that's easy to do is isolate yourself. And especially when you feel like you're a burden to others, you know, really what you just, what you feel like you want to do is just not talk to anyone ever and just, you know, be by yourself. But another word of advice or something that I like to tell people is that you're not a burden to others. You know, like if people are in your life and they've chosen to be in your life, so you don't, you know, you should never have to worry about whether or not they want to be around you because they've already made that decision. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to share what you're going through with others. You know, you don't have to deal with it all alone. And, you know, people, you know, people want to be there for you. Um, that's something that I did not realize and I'm still like really trying to convince myself of is that people like truly want to be there for you. You know, they're not just saying that they actually mean it. Um, so, you know, take advantage of that. Um, and the last thing is like, I, like I said, um, before you're not your disorder, like it's 
a part of you, but also with bipolar disorder, it's something that can be treated. Like, you know, it may never go away completely, but that doesn't mean that it's not ever going to get better. So, you know, it's a part of you, but it's such a small part of who you actually are. So never just define yourself by that. You are so incredible. Like, I'm literally tearing up a little because you're you're so articulate and so brave for coming on here and for reaching out to me and sharing this. And I'm so, so grateful to have you on here. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your advice. And I know it's going to help so many people out there. So thank you so much. And all of you guys out there listening, thank you for listening to another episode um stay tuned for more interviews soon and i will see you in the next one thank you